Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
So with all my 
Thank 
I want to do here uh, an old song, an old song with a little new Kanach, new twist. And I feel like, especially in today's events, where Kalisho is all coming together, I feel like these words of the Messias Hasharim are ringing so true. Let's keep the Abbas Yisrael going. Let's sing together. Oh, yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Mendy Warch with uh, Alex Clare together. Basim Haraba here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, before that, you heard Baruch Levine, brand new Ain HaKadosh Baruch Hu off of his Kumzitz album. Baruch Levine literally just came out with that a couple of days ago. Congratulations, as we say. Do we say that? Yeah, I think we say that. <laughs> Yehuda Katz and Hamagal. Um, out of Israel, also came out over the weekend, Avat Chinam, it's a good message. The Heart and Soul Medley, done by Yisrael Portnoy, also brand new. Masach Hashem is our uh, Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday, everybody, on this 26th day of February, day number 17. In the month of Adar Aleph, we are, uh, let's see, about three and a half weeks away from Purim. Well, actually a bit more because Purim's on a Sunday. But, uh, <coughs> yeah, usually this time of year the calendar is really moving pretty quickly. But um, not this year. 
Now with the extra month of Adar. You turn around, it's not Purim anymore. You turn around, it's not Pesach. It takes a while to get there, which I'm sure actually a lot of people are happy with. So Baruch Hashem for that. JM and the AM on day number 143 since the barbaric attack on our brothers and sisters in Israel. We pray for the safety of our soldiers, many of whom are making the ultimate sacrifice and some of them making very, very difficult sacrifices. Yesterday, I happened to come across a group from Israel that's been uh, visiting the United States over the last few days of uh, amputees from this war. And I said to one of them, I said, uh, wow, there are a lot of Jewish heroes And this soldier turned to me and she said, there are too many Jewish heroes. And it's hard not to agree with that. Pray for the safety of our brothers and sisters in Israel, and especially our soldiers. We also, of course, are praying for our brothers and sisters being held by the enemy. I don't know. The experts are predicting that we are closer and closer and closer to a hostage deal, one that would, and one that actually wouldn't be so bad for Israel, quote unquote in uh, comparison to some of the other deals that have been going on. Let's hope. Let's hope and pray. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Malcolm Single Network app for Android and iPhone. And the comment away. Today, we're actually going to get the perspective of some people in Israel who are going through difficult and challenging times. Uh, today, in, um, in New Jersey, I believe, there is a KFWE-type show a kosher food and wine experience type show for trade i think the reason it's not open to the public this year is frankly a a large number of israeli wineries couldn't come in uh they're so desperately trying to get things done where they are in israel so uh, one of the representatives of the israeli wineries who is in today for this event is going to join us in the seven o'clock hour with jay booksbaum our number one world's kosher wine sommelier and we'll speak to them about what the wineries are going through. And really, for this week, <coughs> here at JM and the AM, we're going to have an opportunity not only to speak to those who are responsible for the wine, the vintners, the people in charge of the wineries, the vineyards. Uh, also, later in the week, we'll have a chance to speak to um, some of the farmers in Israel in general. And again, we, we don't realize that uh, we on this side of the world don't realize that when Israel is such a small country with a small population to begin with and such a large percentage of its manpower is now dedicated to the war effort, there are just God knows how many businesses, farms, wineries, um, you know, efforts that need year-round attention, constant attention, that are not getting it. So I know a lot of volunteers from around the world are coming in, and I would assume that those who are not in the Army are also trying to pitch in as much as possible, I hope, I hope. But it's a, it's a big challenge, and this is what some of our brothers and sisters in Israel are going through, and really collectively as a country, I would say, they are going through. So we'll talk about that, and we'll, have an oppor- we'll really have an opportunity this week to focus a little bit on Israel, Baruch Hashem, and our brethren in the Holy Land. JM and the AM, good morning all. Thanks for joining us. It is a Monday. We're live. We're heading back to school and back to work. By the way, 
Um, it was it was um, difficult to watch the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, lose the Skyline Conference Championship. After all, if they would have won, they'd be on their way to the Division Three NCAA, the nationwide tournament. Uh, but uh, as I said to uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz after the game when I texted him, uh, they are one group of incredible winners despite the result yesterday. And they had a great playoff run, by the way, an amazing playoff run. They made it to the final. Uh, they are a group of amazing winners, the way the coaches and players represent us on the court and off the court. Uh, I can only imagine the effect they've had nationwide and really around the world uh, during this period of time since October the 7th representing the Jewish people. So Coach Elliot Steinmetz and the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, hold your head high. You are real winners in our eyes, despite yesterday's result. And we say congratulations on an amazing and an incredible season. More coming up. It's Monday. Thanks for joining us at JM in the AM. Brand new from Ty Gersberg at JM in the AM. Tell me that I'm holding on to something that is long gone, long gone. I look into the future, I know time will prove it all wrong, all wrong, yeah. Don't need to see you by my side to know I'm not alone. I look up to the sky and tell the eagles take me home. They say forget about this dream, you're dreaming, I will hold on, I hold on. I will keep holding tight I won't get lost in the dark of night I believe and I don't care how long yeah. I will hold on, I will hold on I need my me I need my me It's hard to see you in this darkness But I know that you're here and you hear me calling your name It's I and I are hearing When will this pain disappear? You'll appear and all this will change Cause all the weak and broken hearted Will have strength to stand We'll look back at the place we started And we'll understand And raise a glass up to the heaven Filled with all of our tears Say cheers I will keep holding Please come soon, it's been a long, long night Shem, we need you more than ever We can use some light I will hold on, I will hold on I thought peace is my man And goes I can't get low 
JM in the AM. He calls it his Israeli medley from the uh, latest album entitled Sheva. Simcha Liner here at JM in the AM. Shlomo Simcha had Ner Nitzachon. You heard Moshe Kunstler in there with Achakilo. And Ty Gersberg had Ani Mamin here at JM in the AM. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Always welcome your comments. Welcome to a Monday. My thanks to Amatis and Avrami and Mark and everybody responsible for our weekend programming Friday and Shabbos. Shabbos. Friday and Matze Shabbos and Sunday. Much appreciated. <coughs> a lot of people keep it going here. Every single uh, every single day, literally here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and it's much appreciated, to say the least. A U.S. airman set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy in Washington. An active-duty member of the U.S. Air Force set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy on Sunday. The Metropolitan Police Department responded to the 3,500 block of International Drive at 1 p.m. to assist the Secret Service after an individual set themselves on fire in front of an embassy in the block, this according to Washington Metro Police. In a video obtained by CNN, the man identifies himself as Aaron Bushnell and says, I will no longer be complicit in genocide before going on to say that what he's about to do is minimal compared to the suffering of Palestinians. He then sets the recording device on the ground before pouring an unknown liquid over himself and igniting it while yelling free Palestine repeatedly. He eventually collapses as police officers rush to douse the flames with fire extinguishers. A spokesperson for the United States Air Force told CNN, I can confirm an active-duty airman was involved in today's incident. Spokesman from the Israeli embassy said no embassy staff were injured and are safe. By the time firefighters arrived, the fire had already been extinguished by the United States Secret Service. Wow. It is amazing what people will do for a cause. In this case, Aaron Bushnell. Don't know much about him, but... uh, I do know that he obviously had a strong political stance. That's an understatement. JM and the AM on a Monday morning broadcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Much appreciated. Uh, we are here 6 till 9 a.m. every single Monday through Friday. And we welcome everybody who's tuned in from around the world. And if you know of a people who would appreciate what we do every single day here at JMNAM, no matter where they live on this globe, please recommend us and um, and let them know that we are live. What separates us from all the other broadcasters of 2024? The majority of them, over 99%, are not live and are not tuned into the current content that's available. Um, in our case, we do, we do things the old fashioned way. And that is by, uh, making sure that we have live programming every single day. 
Um, Israel has bombed Hezbollah in Lebanon as the Palestinian prime minister has resigned. Now, I just have to find a further... Um, a further story regarding this, because I'm not sure who they mean by the Palestinian Prime Minister, but uh, here it is. Palestinian Prime Minister Shtayeh resigns from his position. He has been Prime Minister since 2019, and he's a member of the ruling party Fatah's Central Committee. A hmm. little bit of dissension, it seems, in the PA ranks. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored Digital Radio, around the world, the web, and AchimSegal.com, and the AchimSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Got it's all in the background. There are news from Israel coming up, and then plenty more in the 7 o'clock hour. Jay Bookspam, the great kosher wine sommelier, is going to be uh, introducing us to one of the great vintners and wineries of Israel, who are here in the United States right now because of an event that's happening today. But more importantly, they can give us a full report about what our what our vintners are going through in Israel, which we'll discuss coming up. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to Jan. Galitzal, Mirushalayim, Shash Time, Shalom Rav, Baulpan, Rani Avnai, Imashikorechshav. Kifatza, Lachariga, Beomik Lebanon, Marhotagana, Virichel Hisbala, Hutkefu, Bebaal Bek, Reuters Duvach, Elefrot, Nemechablim, Rogim, Imapratim, Katavano, Zvei, Doron Kadosh. צהל ישיר כי מטוסי קרב של חיל האוויר תקפו בשעות האחרונות באזור הבקה בקעת הלבנון בצפון מזרח המדינה מתחמים ששימשו את מערך ההגנה האווירית של חיזבאללה זאת בתגובה על הפלת כתבה מסוג זיק מוקדם יותר היום בשטח לבנון בנוסף למערכות ההגנה האווירית צהל תקף גם את הכלי שהופל שם הבוקר במטרה שלא יגיע לידי חיזבאללה או איראן ואי אפשר יהיה לבצע תהליך הנדסה לאחור שלו לפי דיווח ברויטרס שני מחבלי חיזבאללה אנחנו נמצאים תקועים בתוך המהלך הזה, אבל אני מחכה לראות, אני מקווה מאוד שמדינת ישראל תתעשת ותתחיל לפעול, צריך עלינו החובה למצוא את נקודת האיזון בין שמירה על החוק והסדר הציבורי ובין החמלה הנדרשת במצב המורכב והכואב אליו נקלעה המדינה. איש מאיתנו לא ייתן שתיפגע אמו של חטוף או שיפצע אב שקול שבאו להביע את כאבם. נמשיך להתעלם מהקולות הפוליטיים המנסים לגרור את המשטרה לוויכוחים מפלגים ונמשיך לפעול מתוך נאמנות למדינה, מדבריו הביא כתבנו גל ג'רסי. אתמול הודיעו במח"ש כי נפתחה בדיקה של התקרית בה תועד פרש משטרה מצליף בראשו של מפגין שהתמוטט על הקרקע. 
בעקבות לחץ מצד ארצות הברית, ראש הממשלה הפלסטיני מוחמד אשתייה הודיע הבוקר כי הוא מתפטר מתפקידו. במהלך ישיבת הממשלה הפלסטינית ברמאללה אמר אשתייה, האתגרים שיש בפנינו דורשים הסדרים ממשלתיים ומדיניים חדשים. אני סבור כי השלב הבא ואתגריו דורשים הסדרים ממשלתיים ומדיניים חדשים להביא בחשבון את המציאות ברצועת עזה ואת השיחות לאחדות לאומית. כתבנו לעניינים ערביים ג'קי חוגי מוסיף שאבו מאזן צפוי למנות במקומו של אשתייה את הדוקטור מוחמד מוסטפא, ראש הקרן הלאומית להשקעות של הרשות הפלסטינית. בג"ץ דנה בוקר בעתירות נגד אי גיוס חרדים ונגד תקצוב הישיבות שתלמידיהן אינן פטורים מגיוס, זאת לאחר שתוקפו של חוק הגיוס הקודם פג ביולי האחרון. הממשלה העבירה החלטה לפיה לא תאכוף את גיוס החרדים עד 1 באפריל. השר וסרלאוף מעוצמה יהודית אמר בגלי צה"ל, מי שלא לומד תורה צריך לשרת, אך יש להגיע להסכמה בהידברות. מי שלא לומד תורה צריך לשרת, ויש הרבה כאלו. ברגע שעושים קמפיין על הראש של החרדים, אז מביא את התוצאה ההפוכה. הדרך להביא לפתרון, אם אנחנו רוצים להיות חכמים ולא צודקים, זה לעשות הכל בשיח ובהידברות. מזג האוויר חם יותר. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. We used to think a news report was mostly right. But sometimes wrong Now it seems that all has gone awry A buzzing phone, another alert Countless updates, more information It's hard to know what's real or what's reliable Where are we to go to find the truth? Can tell us how things are without a biased view. were closed for everyone just open up our kids are safe perhaps they don't know why we come to them we're let back in camp has started but things are so different how long can we succeed with this new plan we're in peace the issues of the past haven't we arrived at shores the safe haven 
sacred rights can all be taken all be gone don't take for granted what we thought we had just like that a nation's strength the things we thought were guaranteed now we see the nature of it all Just hope this feeling doesn't pass With open hands and open hearts Help us continue our task Met de trappen, trappen en op de groede wind Had de heilige regime gezoekt Vaarmoesjeag werd kimmen Met ziegen, ziegen, ai Kriegen, kriegen, ai Hab ik zo en mijn zieba kimmen Houd meer roen in 
כולם נופלים, קמים וממשיכים בדרך. אין שום ברירה, רק נשארת בחירה. לבחור בטוב והמתוק וחלילה לא להפך. המציאות מסתירה את האמת. שאפילו במקום הכי נמוך בעולם הוא קיים ואפילו במקום הכי שפל שיש הוא מחיה את כולם כי אין מקום פנוי ממנו ואין שום דבר שנעלם כל כך מושלם That's the uh, Yankee Hill Chaim Yisrael medley here at JM in the AM. Akiva is uh, coming up next. Stay tuned for that. Lipa before that with uh, Drapanin. Is that how you pronounce it? I have no idea how to pronounce it. I should have paid more attention to it, but it's brand new. It's a single from Lipa. Chaim Moshe Rechnitz with Moshe Emes to open up the hour. And you're listening to JM in the AM. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nachum Single Network app. For Android and iPhone and comment away, please keep in mind, Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea 
Frey Refuah Shlema, Shalom Avraham Ben Peshaleya. And of course, your help with that is greatly appreciated. It's a Monday. We're heading back to school and back to work with a big thank you to Matis and Avrami and uh, Mark and everybody responsible for our great win. That's right. Yes, he's why. <laughs> Our great weekend programming here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I am heading to the doctor today, though. By the way, <coughs> I know a lot of you are concerned, and boy, this thing is really uh, is really lingering, so to speak. Um, yeah, can't figure it out. No improvement since Friday. None at all. It's crazy. Anyway, um. So JM and the AM on a Monday, and I thank you for joining us. Rabbi Goldwasser, of course, coming up, and we're going to be checking in with one of the premier Israeli wineries. Today there's a trade event going on in New York. There's no KFWE this year, I assume, because mo- most of the Israeli wineries couldn't come in. Uh, but there is a trade event that's happening in the world of kosher wine today, and Jay Booksbaum's going to introduce us to one of the vintners, and we will get an update on what it's like trying to work the land when manpower is uh, so dominant in the Israeli Defense Force and the people are just not around to help out. I mean, there are a lot of volunteers, don't get me wrong, and they're much appreciated. But a lot more help is needed. Anyway, we'll talk about that later on this hour. It's coming up at JM in the AM. Uh, More happening on this um, Monday morning. Here's Akiva at JM in the AM. Thank 
Bye. 
J.M. in the A.M. Ellie Seidenfeld with Filas Haneros here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, Akiva. Lachzik Chazak here at JM in the AM. Monday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks to those who tuned in around the world. Much appreciated. Keep in mind, Shalom Avraham and Peshalea. Shalom Avraham and Peshalea. Very refuah shleima. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevedebus of Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basibus of Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser. Good morning, Chizog. Good morning. We read in Devarim. Ebrona ve'eres ha'aretz ha'tova asher be'eva ha'yadein. 
Moshe Rabbeinu asks Hashem, please, let me go over and see the good land that is beyond the Jordan. Hashem answers back, Ravloch, Altosef Dabere Layon, it is enough, don't speak any more to me. We learn from here that Moshe Rabbeinu's request was not granted. The Darki Hashlemus points out that in Parsha Sazinu, Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, Aleel Harho Avarim ascend this mountain and see the land of Canaan. So we see that Moshe Rabbeinu was in fact Zoicha to see Eretz Yisrael. The Darki Hashlemus notes that the difference is very clear. Moshe Rabbeinu asked to see Eretz Yisrael not from the outside looking in, but he wanted to see Eretz Yisrael from within. To see something from the outside is incomparable to seeing it from the inside, and that he didn't merit. He was not Zoycha to actually stand inside the land and see it from the perspective of the person standing on the holy ground of Eretz Yisrael. From this we see the great Mila of Eretz Yisrael, that to be able to walk on its ground, a person needs schuyos. It is told over about the great Rav Zundel of Salant, that when he reached Eretz Yisrael, he would search each day for new paths in Yerushalayim that he had not yet seen. Those who are in Chutz Eretz have to imagine all that's transpiring within Eretz Yisrael at this very moment, the new normal, the reduced workforce, occasional sirens, heightened awareness, family members and security forces who haven't been home in months, chayalim in full uniform and gear, gatherings for mitzvahs and tilim, hadlokos neiros, hafroshos chala, in every city, the great achdus, and most of all, the Amunan Bitochon of the people living in Eretz Yisrael. The great Rav Moshe of Kubrin would talk on Purim about Eretz Yisrael. It was the custom among his Talmidim that each would send Mishloach Monos to another Talmud who would act as his Shliach or messenger. Every messenger was paid for his services and all the money earned by all of the messengers was set aside specifically for Eretz Yisrael. The great Kubrina once said that by contributing money to Eretz Yisrael, we are fighting against our arch enemy, Haman, and this will bring about his downfall. May Hashem Yisrael grant us to soon see the complete downfall of all of our enemies. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. Thank you.
JM in the AM, the Songs of Soldiers, volume number two, done by, let's see, who's in this? DJ Fabreng and Eighth Day together on this one. Pretty amazing. I think Ephraim Slepoy, who's in Israel, by the way, because I was on his Aliyah flight this past summer. I think he's uh, shocked that I honored his request. We went way back in time to Simchaton with Hashem Elokei Yisrael. Great selection, by the way, Ephraim. Great selection. The great Ephraim Sleepoy, or Slepoy. Uh, after 45 years, I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Benny Friedman at Lola Fachay, JM in the AM, hour number two. It is a Monday morning broadcast. Well, as we've been saying, there's no official KFWE this year for the consumers. That'll return Bezrat Hashem next year. I'm assuming it's because most of the Israeli wineries couldn't come in. Jay will tell us if I'm right or wrong on that. I'm just theorizing. Um, uh, but there is a trade show that's going on that's sort of like a KFWE. Uh, today in New Jersey, and therefore you do have some of the players from Israel and other parts of the world who are in right now, and uh, we have an opportunity to speak with one of them who has his hand on the pulse of what's happening with Israeli wineries. I said that this week, at the minimum, uh, vintners and farmers are going to be featured on this show because we need to explain to this audience how so much of the manpower in Israel is being used for the war effort. And there are people with vineyards and farms who just are completely shorthanded. And it's an industry, and of course the experts will will confirm this for us in a moment. It's an industry where you got to stay on top of everything. You can't just let the, you know, the land sit there. And, um, you know, because it affects the, the subsequent crops and the subsequent harvests, etc. And winemaking, etc., Etc., etc. So there you go. So Sam Soroka, who's uh, the uh, head winemaker over at the Psagot Winery in uh, Hare Yehuda in the Judean Hills in Israel, is going to join us in a moment. First, I'll introduce the one and only um, top kosher wine sommelier in the history of planet Earth. Wow. What a designation he has. It's the one, the only Jay. Books down, and you should know because you gave me that designation. <laughs> I think I change it every time, but it only gets better and better. So, so who's complaining? I hear you, Jay. D- do these two things for us before we speak to Sam. Number one, am I right that it's sort of like a mini KFWE a kosher food and wine experience today, but just for people in the trade, just for people to to see what's new, what's going on, and what they need to know before Purim and Pesach. Yes, absolutely correct. It is a mini KFWE, but it is only for the trade. And Mr. Shed next year will be back with bigger, better, and more wonderful uh, KFWE for everybody to join. And I'd have to imagine that's because of what's going on, that, that there was an adjustment made this year. If I'm wrong about that, you could tell me. And, um, and so that's the first thing. And, and uh, I think people need to realize that there is a... Uh, uh, a concerted effort, and I know that you know Jay's obviously behind this. I'd like to think that we're a little bit behind it as well. Concerted effort to have people in this audience, especially those in the United States, to buy Israeli wines at this time to support 
the the wineries as best as we can because everybody there in Israel is going through a very challenging situation. So uh, what what can I tell you other than uh, uh, all we could do is continue to encourage people through the retail outlets, through the websites, and wherever it is that you're purchasing for Purim and Pesach, keep Israeli wines at the forefront of your thoughts and the forefront of your wine purchases because we've got to support everybody we can in this industry in the state of Israel. Now we have an opportunity to introduce Sam Soroka, who's going to explain to us why this is such a difficult situation for our brothers and sisters in these industries, farming, wineries, etc. in Israel. He is the head winemaker at the Psagot Winery, which we've visited. It's absolutely beautiful, just gorgeous, in the Judean Hills in Hare Yehuda. Sam Soroka, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning to you all. So, I mean, to simplify things, I guess it's sort of what I said earlier. The majority of the manpower of the country is being utilized in the war effort, and it seems that everybody in your industry is shorthanded. Does that where all the trouble begins in terms of trying to keep up with everything, that you simply don't have the manpower, the personnel that you normally would have in a regular season? That's 100%, and it actually started uh, on Shabbos, October 7th. Uh, First of all, when the manpower was called up, uh, a lot of, we couldn't even get trucks to come and pick and deliver the grapes. So there's a few things. It was, 2023 was a great harvest, really a less than usual crop, about 86% of what we were expecting. But the quality is so beautiful and, and sitting in barrels and uh, waiting to come out and, and bless uh, Claudius Royal. It's, uh, we really did. But go and find the workers. So we had to pick a few things early because we couldn't. I was told, Sam, it may not be at the end of the harvest. This vineyard, this Petit Verdot, which makes more, needs more time, you might want to wait another two weeks, but in another two weeks, we're not going to have drivers because they're going to be they're already drafted. So it started in the vineyard. And then uh, our operations manager, who's um, part of a very, very, very special unit called Shayetet, and uh, then he, he was gone for, for two or three weeks uh, right away, immediately. And, and then his assistant, who also organizes a lot of the winemaking was also gone so we were immediately understaffed we had to get the wines the grapes that we could get in and uh but uh, baruch hashem it's uh we're somehow managing to find uh enough workers and to get the work done now it's, it's a what, what you just described and that was october what you just described has not let up right i mean you as you just said you've been able to find the workers which is great and we'll talk about that in a moment but the pressure that you guys are under has not let up since then right it's it's really it's i would say it's let up a little bit because at the beginning you had no idea what you were up against i mean we have to remember that the uh, the unknown factor was so great that even Joe Biden hopped on a plane and came right. to Israel and hugged Netanyahu and said, we're with you guys. This kind of support from the U.S., we've always had support from the U.S., but this is unheard of that a president right. who loves Israel so much gets on a plane and then says, 
I'm hugging you, I'm supporting you, and I'm also sending some aircraft carriers. Yeah. So it was words, it was deed, and, uh, but now that things have settled, so it's a little less, um, and we, we, we understand who, me, naked, me, and the big challenges of the war, but we're still understaffed. Sam Soroka with us, Psygoat Winery now, and he's in the United States now for the reasons we explained. So... Would your colleagues agree, forget for a moment those who are relatively large, I mean, you guys, and then, you know, there, there are a handful of wineries, and Jay can obviously expound on this, there are a handful of wineries in Israel that would be considered, you know, really large, you know, close to giant operations. What about your colleagues who are in the smaller wineries, who are in areas of Israel where it's more difficult to get workers? What could you tell us about the industry in general? I can tell you that a dear colleague of mine at a, a much smaller winery was drafted and he wasn't there to give uh, regular work orders like for barrel topping and for uh, basic maintenance of the wine. So when he, he was released uh, just a few days ago, actually, about a week ago, he came back and he said, whoa, you haven't done this, you haven't done that. You didn't have the manpower, you didn't have the people to check that the work was being done. So... Uh, we went in and we helped him. So here's another thing. We, we went in, we helped him, we tasted the wines and said, okay, you need to do X, Y, Z to get back to speed. Right. And, uh, so that's, that's all over. Uh, the smaller wineries, if their top person has been drafted, well, you know, the, the wines have to sit, they have to wait. Unbelievable. And I have to assume that the waiting game is sometimes a game of destruction. I'm sorry to put it in such drastic terms, but there has to, and I know nothing about making wine as much as Jay has taught us over the years, but the reality is that if you do wait, it could put you so behind the eight ball in terms of timetable that you could ruin entire crops or an entire harvest, correct? It's, it's possible, but I think I have to say that the, the general level of winemaking... <coughs> Uh, is so much more uh, advanced than it used to be that all the activities done are done on in the right time. And if they're done in the right time, okay, you might have to wait because some of the work didn't done. Right. It wasn't done, pardon, pardon me. But you're not going to lose the crop. And even the, even going the, to, and you're going to have to catch up. And even the smaller wineries have the machinery and the technology these days to to do what you just described. They're not they're not working all by hand, so to speak. Well, uh, put it. To, I mean, the 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 war hit at the end at the beginning of October, the end of the harvest. Right. So most of the grapes were already in, right. and that's a big blessing. Right. So if the grapes are already in and they're processed, then you're really looking at uh, checking things like malolactic fermentation, which needs to be checked regularly, and sulfur levels, which is a lot more, how shall we say, day-to-day. Right, understood. All right, Jay Booksbaum, where is Psagot? I mean, you know, I know Sam's on the phone, so you may want to be careful how you put this, but, I mean, if we're going to rank Israeli wineries, are they very close to the top? Jay, Jay, are you there? I'm here. I'm here. I asked. I asked. I know Sam's on the phone, but still, I want your perspective. Where is Psagot? Are they among the largest wineries in Israel? How would you describe them? They're amongst they're amongst the largest of the boutique wineries. And um, so there's like, cause, yeah, there's kind of like two levels or three levels. There's you know the large wineries, uh, you know uh, Carmel, Barkan, 
Teppeberg, etc. And then there are, you know, the larger boutique wineries such as Psagot and, uh, you know, perhaps even these days um, uh, Castel and let's say Shiloh. Those are the larger boutique wineries. And there's the little guys that make, you know, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 cases. Now, now, what has all this done to sales, Jay? Um, I mean, I guess Sam could answer the question also, but I mean, you really have the perspective because you could talk about the the audience that we have here in the New York, New Jersey area. What has this done to sales? Is there any shortage of any of these wines? Are there wineries that are having difficulty getting product or finishing their product and sending it to this side of the world? Or are, is all the potential for any of these delays really postponed because, you know, we're not feeling the, the, the after effects immediately, but we may feel it months down the road. How would you evaluate all that? So there's a complex question here. And, and the answer is, until this terrible, terrible matzav happened, there was no wine. There was very little wine, and it was compounded, thank God, because there was tremendous success in the wine, you know, especially amongst the boutique wineries. It was tremendous success in sales, especially in Israel, especially in the restaurants, and especially in hotels, and especially in fine wine drinkers drinking more fine wine. And then, and on top of that, you had Shemitah, so all those wines could not come to the United States. So between those two things, there was a terrible, terrible shortage. Then the war hit. And guess what? I got calls from smaller and larger boutique wineries and even larger wineries. Jay, please. Our wine, our wine room is closed. Our tasting room is closed. Our clubs, you know, they, they sell directly to consumers. Our clubs are closed. All the restaurants the fine restaurants that we sell to are out of business for now and it's gotten better, but it hasn't gotten good. And so there's an enormous amount of wine. And as a result, we, and this is a great tribute to the Herzog family. We did an amazingly very aggressive, uh, January promotion for Israeli wine. Right. And we're, we're, we're in some cases, the sales in January tripled for some wineries. And overall, they they doubled for the month of January. And so you're going to see a lot of support in the street with pricing and with sales, et cetera, uh, I hope, through Pesach to support Israeli wineries. But I do want to go back to something that you asked Sam about and that I've heard from other wineries. And that is, you know, yes, all the wine is in, for the past harvest, but the current harvest, meaning the one that hasn't happened yet, requires pruning, etc. And I'm sure Sam can comment on that better than I can, but I've gotten feedback from a lot of wineries, especially in the north, where, where it's near Hezbollah, where you, they can't get into the vineyards, and if they don't prune and do things in the vineyard properly in the next few weeks, guess what? some whole vineyards might not be able to be harvested come, you know, June, July, August, and September. Right. And Sam, can you comment on that? Well, Sam, also, as you comment on it, I mean, we're, we're under the impression based on the volunteers that have been asked for on farms and, and, and wineries throughout Israel, we're under the impression, as Jay just described, that there's literally a, you know, a daily upkeep where there's always work to be done in order to make sure that eventually the harvest will be good and robust, etc. Could you address that in terms of the daily needs of a winery? Uh, 
sure. It, first of all, daily need, there's a daily needs of a winery and daily needs of the vineyard. Uh, vineyard needs to be upkept, as Jay mentioned. Now the, uh, the vineyards are being prepared for harvest 2024, and it means workers have to go in and cut the, the dead wood of the, of the vineyards that have already given their neshumah for 2023, and now all the, the dead wood that's remaining has to be removed to make room for the growth of the new harvest. And that is, that is unfortunately being delayed, but a lot of wineries are somehow, vineyards are somehow pulling together staff, but it's not something, it's really quite specialized work, so you just can't pull someone off a plane right. uh, to start doing that, because that takes a lot of training to decide which branches that are that are need to be removed are to do it because that will affect the quality and the quantity of the the buds that are going to sprout and the grapes that are going to be produced so that's highly specialized work but there are a lot of people coming in you know funny enough I was talking to Jay I went to a perfume shop yesterday a very 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 famous perfume shop and of course I'm into perfume because of you know the old factories and the smells and the beautiful aromas and of course the woman I hear a French accent and then we start talking she's a Jewish woman and in three weeks she's coming down to volunteer to harvest fruits and vegetables at Moshavim in the south of the country so there's um she can go and do that right. but to get her in a vineyard and prune is a little bit uh how, how do we say episandish yeah, it's, a, it's certainly more complicated. Look, the, there there are volunteers who are told to go pick cucumbers or, you know, go uh, you know g- gather up uh, peppers, and and they know what that means, and they're able to go ahead and do it immediately. <laughs> when it comes to the vineyard, that's right. There's certain skills they're not able to do right away. Sam Soroka from Sagot and Jay Booksbaum are with us live via telephone. Sam is in for the limited KFWE, if you will. That's for the trade, and it's happening later today. The um, <coughs> The neighborhood you're in, Sam, it's the Binyamin region. It's Hare Yehuda. There could be challenges with your neighbors, so to speak. Um, I, you may not have the rockets like some of the wineries do up north that they have to contend with and worry about whether their facilities are going to exist day to day. But I, w- I would assume that you've had to have taken some precautions, implemented certain things that were not in place before October 7th. Am I right or wrong? Uh, sorry, can you repeat the question? Just about- in terms of safety and security. You're not in the greatest neighborhood, quote-unquote, or you may have some aggressive neighbors. Have you had to make major adjustments in terms of how things operate and the security system around your vineyard, around your winery in the uh, Harei Yehuda, in the Judean Hills? That's right. Around Psagot, all of, all, all, almost 95% of our fruit comes from Harayuda, the areas of Shiloh, Harbracha, Yitar, and uh, Elon Moreh. And these areas have a lot of uh, Arab communities around them, and it is a very, very different situation. And uh, we know that in the town of Hawara, which you must pass through to get to Harbracha, Elon Moreh, and Yitar, there have been a lot of altercations, a lot of fires and, and things that uh, have been exacerbated because of the war. But uh, we remain courageous, and somehow we, we get the okay from the army. We get through, and we, we do the work that we need to do. But there are vineyards in the north. On the border, I was just talking with Ornidbach from uh, the Tavor winery, and he said, 
there's a few vineyards we're just not going to be able to harvest. They're just not going to be able to do it because of what's going on uh, in the north with Hezbollah. And, and that means that we will not we, we will not have any of their wine or their other vineyards and other areas that they're able to to harvest. Like- oh yes, there are other. They have many many vineyards. They also have wonderful vineyards uh, in the Shiloh area, in the Harayudai area. Some of some vineyards that I'm very glad. Uh, through negotiation uh, that uh, Sagot has acquired some beautiful Cabernet, beautiful Shiraz uh, that used to go to Tavor, but Tavor has planted other vineyards in different parts of the country, and they're still going to be getting, I would say, uh, most of their fruit, but there are a couple of choice vineyards in the north on the border that Orr just told me two days ago, uh, it looks like we might not be getting that fruit. So... Hopefully things will quiet down, but he's already prepared as the winemaker. He may not see that fruit this harvest. Unbelievable. Jay, what uh, percentage of uh, Israeli wineries are at today's event compared to last year? Do you have any idea? Um, I would say probably 70%. So the majority did come in. Most of them, the majority did come in. Not, but what's interesting yeah, but, you know, when you say 30% down, that's right. a lot. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's true. A lot of the winemakers, and even in some cases, um, you know, for example, Sam is here. He wasn't here last year, but, right, Sam, were you here last year? I was here last year. It was on, okay. it was on Pier, okay. uh, but it was on the, Pier 60 on the, but there in are, Manhattan. Yeah. There are many wineries that who, who sent winemakers last year that are now sending like um, salespeople and right. marketing people and, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's not as robust, certainly, in terms of the talent from the Israeli wineries, but they're showing up, man. And, you know, just the fact that 70% are yeah. showing up Agreed. is amazing, actually. Look, the, 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 the takeaway from this conversation, especially knowing where the majority of this audience is, is that there's going to be plenty of Israeli wine to purchase before Purim and Pesach. That's the bottom line. Anybody who thinks there's a shortage, it ain't going to be like that. We're going to have golden opportunities for Psagot and other wineries to really enjoy American consumerism, uh, both leading up to Purim, which is just under a month from now, and leading up to Pesach, of course, at the end of April. By the way, Sam, what's the signature wine? If the uh, if the President of the United States visited the Psagot winery and you had to serve him a glass, which glass would it be? My favorite is a wine called Peak. Uh, that is just a stunner of a wine. It's a Rhone Valley blend, which means it's from the the origin of it. Uh, and the idea and the vision is from the south of France. It's Syrah, Petit Syrah, and Shiraz. So it's a robust wine. Spends uh, 14 to 16 months in oak. Choice fruit from our best vineyards. And... Um, me being from Montreal, Quebec, and speaking to my background in France, uh, it's it's a stunner. That used to be our uh, our flagship, and then as time going on, there's another flagship and another flagship. So our top wine is Jewel, which is our top Cabernet Sauvignon and our top Petit Syrah put together. But uh, if you can, that's a beautiful wine, and it only comes out when the fruit is bang on and absolutely beautiful quality. Jay, you agree with Sam's decision? That's the uh, glass that gets served to the President of the United States if he visits the Psagot winery? Absolutely. We had it. I was fortunate enough to have the honor of having Sam for Shabbat, and we had a wonderful time together, and we showed 
both the peak and the jewel. And I, I think I'm going to go with Sam. I like the jewel. I'm sorry. I like the peak, but the jewel is, is like a, Oh my God, is a blockbuster of a wine. And if the, you know, and Americans uh, in general like what we call opulence, you know, right. they like that big, rich, yeah. you know, knock you, knock you over flavors. And the jewel has that. And I think, uh, you know, yeah, I think that would be the wine to go with. Sam, how impressive! Memorable. How impressive is uh, Jay's uh, wine collection, or is it completely overrated? <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, he uh, he couldn't get me out of there. You know, funny enough, I took my jacket off to get in there. It's a little cooler, and you know, I'm from Canada, so I can deal with minus twenty. So you know, I took my jacket off. I was in there for so long, and I was like discovering all of these incredible, incredible. Wines, I, I mean, Bordeaux's from uh, even 1890. Okay, it might wow. not be drinkable at this time. Wow. That's right. There was one 1890. There was a couple of Ekems, which is, uh, of course, the what they call the noble rot, the gorgeous dessert wines picked berry by berry. There were some, a few of those there. It was uh, he couldn't he couldn't drag me out. Wild horses could <laughs> not drag me away. Just to be clear, I I got to interrupt you because just to be clear, those wines are there for. Uh, just pretty purposes. Yeah, they aren't good wines. It's showpieces. They're showpieces. They're showpieces. No. Impressive. Yeah, this but is what this we just, did. This is for show. Huh. But, but what we did do is, is I, and they're not kosher, by the way. So, yeah, go ahead. We got these. Jay has a wonderful collection of uh, of uh, Bordeaux wines from Medoc, from uh, uh, Medoc and uh, Margot. Beautiful, beautiful. Pesac Leonion, and we had some of them. Beautiful kosher wines on the Shabbos table, and we could have this wonderful debate. Ah, this one is better. I prefer that one. I prefer that one. There was a Chateau Lascombe 2015, and there was a 2020 Leoville Poiré. You know, one is younger, and it's still like a baby. And Lascombe is much more complex at this point, but... Both gorgeous, stunning pieces of wood. Yeah, you know what? You know you could tell, if I may, you could tell whenever I have these winemakers over from Israel, and you know you would think that the first thing that you would want at the Shabbos table would be their best wine. Right. And they go, no, 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 I don't want my wine. I want to find out what have you got in the cellar, Jay, that is not mine. You oh, know, I hear and that's that. What, uh, Sam, Sam I hear shows that. That's some right. Really wonderful Margots and Bordeaux's that uh, we really all enjoyed. And now because of Sam, I have to stop these rumors that your collection is overrated. My gosh. Um, well, <laughs> Sam, Sam... Not overrated. Nah, no, nah, I joke around with Jay. We know each other <laughs> quite a while. Uh, he's my official wine sommelier. All my knowledge of kosher wine or any wine comes from the one and only Jay Bookspam, to say the least. All right, everybody. It's very simple, and the message is really clear. Thank God our brothers and sisters in Israel and the wine industry are making it through this challenging time. Obviously, every winery's got its own challenges, and every story is unique. Uh, but we have a, a really, really easy role that Jay uh, laid out for us minutes ago. A really easy role. There's going to be plenty of Israeli wines available over the next couple of months in the United States. And we have an opportunity before Purim and Pesach to really help the Israeli economy and the wine industry in Israel by making sure to have plenty of it on our tables. That's the bottom line. Jay, it seems that that's always the bottom line, but these days it's really, really important. Very important. Um, Sam, I thank you. I look forward to reuniting with you in Psagot, Bezrat Hashem. 
My pleasure, and as my Bobby would say, my Falgenigen. Please, uh, you're welcome anytime. We'll welcome you, and we'll, we'll craft open up some peak and some jewel and some single vineyard cabs. Just let us know. Does Psygoat still hold events? Do they still hold uh, events and weddings and things like that in the winery? During this, uh, this very difficult period, uh, for the first two months, there was nothing. It was quite, it was very quiet. Right. And, um, but, Recently, you know, like I said at the beginning of of the war, people, everyone was in shock. Yeah. But now things are we're able to see what how they say me they get me who's against who. What are the greatest challenges of Sahel? The borders have been secured, and then little by little, people felt that okay, we do have an event and we would like to celebrate. But at the beginning, no one was in a celebration mood. Well, we're getting back then. You're basically telling us we're coming back, Baruch Hashem. We're getting back, and also what Psagot has done is they've hired a French pastry chef, and he's working every day with these gorgeous croissants, pain au chocolat, and these beautiful uh, patisserie. We call it the Psagot patisserie. And uh, they're really delicious. And, you know, Nama, uh, the co-owner of the winery, was telling me, she goes, she couldn't believe it. We started off with, like, on they would open up Fridays just for that. And at the beginning, there was 20, 30 people. She told me just before I left, Sam, there's 600 people that came on a <laughs> Friday morning. And, you know, but but that's the beauty of, of Psagot, and it's an honor to be there, is Yaakov and Nama have this incredible vision, an artistic vision, a Zionist vision, and I am honored to be a part of that vision. And Todalel, things seem to be going well. Yeah, it's a spiritual experience, frankly, when we visit there. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. My thanks to Sam Soroka, Psagot winemaker. He's in the United States for the reasons we mentioned. And, of course, our thanks to the number one kosher wine sommelier on planet earth some would say the entire galaxy fun uh frankly and that's the one the only jay books down have a wonderful day everybody thanks jay thanks sam pretty amazing more coming up it's jam in the am Yisrael, Achenu, Kol Bet Yisrael, Hanetunim Batsara, Batsara Ubashivia, Haomdim Ben Bayam, Uben Bayabasha. Israel, ah,
medley features some of Yossi's favorite songs to sing. Let's sing it together, my friends. I call upon my dear friend Dovi Meisels to join us and sing. Oh, I'll see you 
Late Friday night, outside the cold, yet inside so much light, singing together at the Balshem with his lahavas. Your heart, your warmth, you were so much fun. You see, you brought us together as one. We will continue singing the song of that holy Shabbos. A Shabbos in Meshbish, Bam Heligen Balshem. Die Tränen von Herzen, was schäfer scheine, wie gedische Tahara, wie einer hin und mal in Meshbisch. Aschabes in Meshbisch, war heilige Balschäf, die Tränen von Herzen, was schäfer scheine, wie gedische Tahara, wie einer hin und mal in Ain't nobody, ain't nobody. 
JM in the AM, Yaakov Shweki calls it the Yassi Kumzit set. RJ2 before that with Achenu. You're listening to uh, hour number three, JM in the AM on this 26th day of uh, February. Day number 17 in the month of Adar 1. Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us. Day 143 of the war. Keep our brothers and sisters in mind. Um, what can I tell you? Our brothers and sisters in the IDF need our prayers. Those who are wounded need our prayers. And our brothers and sisters who are being held captive by the enemy need our prayers. That's for sure. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Coming up at 9 a.m., it's a Rabbi Benji Kramer and uh, Meir Milim. Now today, <coughs> excuse me, today, Rabbi Kramer is going to be talking about the word shachol, shachol. And it was Shin Kaf, excuse me, Shin Kaf Lamed. Shin Kaf Lamed. Mishpacha Shekula is often the expression used these days. Mishpacha Shekula. Right, Benji Kramer discusses this very important root and word coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern Time this morning on Meir Me Lim right after JM and the AM here on the Nahum Siegel Network. If you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, please be in touch with Avrami. He'll make sure you get it. Again, it's AF, <coughs> excuse me, AF at NahumSiegel.com. Again, AF at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, that is how you get, uh, that's how you're in touch with Avrami, and that's how you uh, receive our Daily Thread in our weekly newsletter. This portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Enjoy a 10% discount on all Abel's and Hyman products at kosherdogs.net with promo code radio. A&H has been serving the kosher world since 1954. They are celebrating their 70th anniversary. That's a lot of hot dogs. And A&H products are available at Better Kosher Supermarkets Nationwide. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. And as we always say, that's an understatement. You'll be more than glad. You should see how happy the people are when I uh, when I uh, give them an A and H taste test. They can't help but be all smiles, to say the least. Speaking of smile, Mordechai Shapiro next. You're listening to JM and the AM. Happiness was just too hard to find It just depended on how I was feeling But now I've been revealing That it's possible to change my state of mind To change my state of mind Change my state of mind I didn't know it was possible To change my state of mind Smile and watch the whole world smile Feeling down, you can turn it. 
Zevi Weinstock and Ari Zucker together with Shir Shal Shevach. Smile done by Mordechai Shapiro before that. J.M. and A.M., good morning. Thanks for joining us. Monday on this 26th of February, day 17, the month of Adar Aleph. The, um, the wonderful folks in our audience who study Daf Hayomi. By the way, we said it was 143. I think it's 142. I think today's 142 in terms of days of the war, if I'm not mistaken. I know that sometimes it's one off. But according to our count, <coughs> and we count October 7th. And I think today we're at 142. Anyway, those in our audience who study Dafyomi, the study of a one page per day, one folio per day of Talmud study, they're getting ready to wrap up Bubba Kama, which is going to end on Thursday, and then Bubba Metzia is going to start 
on Friday. So we wish uh, Mazal Tov to those who are almost at the end of Babakama and wish Hatzlacha Rabah to those who are almost at the beginning of um, the Baba Metziah as uh, that accomplishment is still unbelievable. As many people as as many people do it, so I know that you know usually accomplishments are viewed lesser because so many people are doing it. I don't think so in this case. It's pretty amazing no matter how many are doing it. Uh, Uri Davidi with Yachad, JM in the AM. Bring us home. Bring us home. 
Davidi. Song is called Yachad here at JM in the AM. Coming up, Benji Kramer, may hear me limb. <coughs> We're here on the Nahum Siegel Network. The um, pronunciation, according to what Rabbi Kramer told me earlier, of today's word. Let's see if I have it here. Um. Pronunciation of today's word is shachol, shachol, shin chaf lamid, mishpacha shkula, mishpacha shakula. Um, he'll discuss all of this at 9 a.m. Eastern time right after JM and the AM, so make sure to be tuned in. There's no after further review today, I guess. Uh, I guess without baseball or football season, Yoni and Seth have decided not to not to um, pursue the latest in the world of sports. That's what I assume, but who knows if I'm right. Um, yeah, so that's the story with uh, with today. And, of course, full day on, on our uh, incredible network, as you would imagine, including um, <coughs> plenty of great music and more. Make sure to be tuned in here at JM if you, at JM and the AM. If you don't, and Nahum Single Network, if you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, be in touch with Avrami, AF at NahumSiegel.com. Again, 
That's AF at NahumSiegel.com. Also, if you want to get something onto our community calendar, NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar. Again, NahumSiegel.com slash community dash calendar. All you got to do is uh, write to Avrami, let them know. Um, AF at NahumSiegel.com. AF at NahumSiegel.com. Also, if you want information on what we've done since October 7th in terms of causes and discussions that we've had regarding uh, who and what to support in Israel. Uh, you can go all the way back to October 7th by going to NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. It's all there in one big Chesed page. We are going to get to our uh, updated Chesed page. I guess we'll do that right after Purim, right? That's what I'm assuming. Right after Purim, we'll go to the uh, to the next um, Chesed initiative, which will be prior to Pesach here at JM and the But anyway, NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed, NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish <coughs> moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NahumSiegel.com, on the NahumSiegel Network, and of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday here at JM and the AM. My thanks to Sam Soroka. My thanks to Jay Booksbaum. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Plenty coming up, including May Irmi Lim with Rai Benji Kramer. That happens next on the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.